Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I start this podcast episode with this quote from Albert Einstein. In case this is the first podcast you hear from me, let me shortly introduce myself. My name is Esther Huismans. I'm a sports and events professional. I worked on, amongst others, FIFA World Cups, UEFA Euros, on the Olympic Games, on Tomorrowland Winter. Currently, I'm working as a UEFA venue director, an UEFA assist expert for feminine leadership programs. I have my own platform in Dutch, Kick-Ass. I organize trainings and coaching, and I'm a feminine leadership mentor. And that's actually what this podcast series is about. But I realize that there are also a lot of men listening. So also very welcome to all the men who are listening to this podcast. And I want to start this podcast with a reality check. I often get approached by people who want to know how I managed to accomplish my goals, such as working for these events, as I just indicated, the FIFA World Cups, or working as a new FIFA venue director. And they want to know the secret to success. And of course, I cannot blame them. After all, who wouldn't want to achieve their dreams? I wanted to ask. I wanted to achieve these dreams as well a long time ago. And I also asked people, okay, what's the magic pill? The thing is, there is no magic pill. They hope, uh, people hope to get this magic pill, this magic formula that will bring overnight success, but it doesn't exist. The thing is also, many, many people desire the same results, but they're not willing to take the necessary actions. And that's actually what this podcast is about. Because if you want change, the most important thing is that you also change your own behavior. Because as I said... You cannot expect different results if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. You don't suddenly wake up feeling very confident, for example. And I would take a fitness goal as an example. Because if you want to get fit, if you want to lose weight, if you want to run a marathon, you know that you need to change your behavior. You know that you need to change, uh, that you need to go to the gym. You need to train regularly. You need to adapt your eating habits, for example. You perhaps even hire a coach to help you there. You understand that when you want to achieve those goals, it requires a shift in your current habits. And the same applies for your career and your personal development. And there's so many people who find themselves stuck because they fail to take any actions or they continue with ineffective strategies hoping that they suddenly wake up, that one day things will magically change. And if I use this example for the gym, everybody understands it. But do you also understand how important changing your behavior is if you want to achieve different results? And now you might ask me, but how can I do that, Esther? And I'm just going to share in this podcast, I'm going to share some pieces of advice that can help you on your journey. They definitely help me. What I always say, if you want change, be the change. And what definitely helps there is to set clear goals that inspire you. Define what you want to achieve and be specific about it. Write them down and make them tangible. And they might even feel out of reach. I have written down some goals which are like, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. They might feel a little bit, yeah, out of your, not out of your comfort zone. They should be out of your comfort zone, but really like a little bit too much. The thing is, 
some some of these goals I might not achieve within one year, but maybe in a couple of years or so. When I started working in the, in the sports business, I knew that I would be working on an event one day. I will share a little bit about it later. But I didn't know World Cup or Olympics. That was really a big goal. But I wrote it down as one of my goals, even though I knew that I most probably wouldn't reach it immediately in one, in one year. But writing it down already makes it tangible. You can write down yearly goals and you can break it down, for example, quarterly goals, monthly goals and daily goals. And I look at, like, look at that as if I'm organizing a FIFA World Cup. When I started, I did some youth tournaments, especially um, those ones I did for a long, longer time frame. Um, so we were working it for, for a couple of years. Can you organize a World Cup in one day? Definitely not. But that's what we want in our career. We want to achieve certain things immediately. And I know I'm impatient too. But you have to break it down in um, uh, in achievable goals. As I say, you cannot organize a World Cup in a day. But what can you achieve in a year? And what helps there is to create a plan to break down your goals into actionable steps and maybe even baby steps. So what I say, break them down in yearly goals, quarterly goals, monthly goals and daily goals. When I started organizing my first event, we had to write down everything, not like per day, but really like, okay, this is the milestone. This is what I want to achieve. And this is where we have to be in a certain moment. And then, okay, what am I going to do every day to get there? If you want to achieve a certain goal, what could be a first step towards it? And I'm going to take the fit body example again. If you want that, you know what you have to do. And if you want to change, have a change in your career, what do you need? Or who do you need? Who could help you with that? If you require change, it's important to take baby steps. And one of the books I can definitely recommend there is Atomic Habits. And that book is really about changing your habits in just five minutes a day. So you keep doing it. Because if it's too big, if you say you have to spend an hour per day on something you want to achieve, most people will not keep doing it. But if it's just five minutes a day, and if you combine it, for example, with brushing your teeth, teeth which is a normal habit which you hopefully do a couple of times every day if you can link it to that it's easier to keep doing it you most most people cannot run a marathon after one training and this is the same with change what can you adapt to your to your schedule what can you change so you're training for this marathon but which is not marathon but you understand what i mean So what is it that you need? And you might need to listen to my other advices, first of all, of course. Tip number three on that is embrace to embrace a growth mindset. Get, be open for continuous learning and growth. Be open to new ideas, to perspectives and opportunities. Look for options instead of saying things aren't possible. I so often hear, yeah, it's so difficult. And the thing is, if you keep saying it's difficult, it's not going to make it easier. Have you tried everything yet? Look at possibilities instead of saying it's difficult. And maybe plan from, from A to B might not work. But maybe you can drive or go via 
see. And maybe the, the, this touristic route, the detour, is even a nicer tour to take. It's, it's the same like I'm not being taken seriously in podcast two. Saying it, it's not going to make it easier. It closes the door. It doesn't make you go for solutions. And it even gives you an excuse not to come in action. Yeah, but it's just too difficult. But instead of saying it's difficult, and I challenge you to, to try to listen to what you're saying yourself. That's what I did. One of the things I started to change is my, are my words. What was I saying all day? And I realized how often I was saying certain things. Yeah, but it's challenging. It's difficult. Challenging is already different. And you can also say, make it, it's still challenging or it's still not that easy. But if you say it's difficult, you almost close the door. Yeah, okay, it's difficult. So I don't have to go for it. If you change that, how to how could it be done? What could be alternative routes to where I want to go? I had a lot of goals when I started my, in my, my career in sports. Did I reach them? Yes, most of the goals I reached, although when you, <laughs> when you reach your goal, you always set new goals, at least that's what I do. Did I reach all of them via direct way? Definitely not. Did I learn from going different route, taking different routes? Yes, so much. And I often mention that, the quote of Steve Jobs, only looking backwards, you can connect the dots. So just keep moving, stay open instead of having a fixed mindset, stay open for opportunities. If you would have told me, for example, 10 years ago where I would be right now, and especially when it comes to standing in front of groups, having this podcast in English, writing inspiration boosts, I would definitely not have believed it. But I have my growth mindsets. And right now I know that there are so much more possibilities for me which I cannot even believe. So what I say, when I write down goals, sometimes you don't have to even have to really believe in them. My coaches and mentors, they have plans for me, which I find difficult to, not difficult, because that's the word, not a word I want to, I want to use. But it's like, okay, it's a little bit like, mm, is that really what you see for me? They see it for me. And then if they see it for me, I start believing it myself as well. It's like, okay, it is possible. And it is true. What I, I always say, I don't want to, if I get the question, where are you in five years? I don't know. I know what I reached in the last couple of years. And I know that I have not come to my full potential. I'm not even at, I don't think I'm not even at 10% of it. <laughs> so I know that there are so many more options and so many more opportunities. And it's so, so nice. And if you look at, look at it with curiosity, how cool is that? To, to discover these things. I'm in my 40s, but I already see a lot of young people who are like sort of a, like asleep because they don't um, allow themselves to be a beginner anymore. They think they have to know it all. And I started doing all these things. I just allowed myself to be a beginner again, to, to, be the, uh, to start at school again, I would say, the entrepreneurial school, podcasting school. Um, being visible, those kind of things. And it's so much fun. Not always, but if you give it, you, yeah, if you just go for it with an, open, with an open mind and look at the opportunities, it will bring you so, so much. 
And it also will help you to become the person you want to be. I'm going to talk about that later in this um, podcast. Tip number four, visual, visualize your success. So envision yourself already achieving your goals. Use this power of visualization to see yourself already living your desired out- outcome. Um, this is also a visualization I always use in my um, family leadership program when I, when I teach it at, at UEFA. I'm, I think I'm even going to uh, record one because, um, because I know what the change is so um, keep posted <laughs> if you want to be informed about what I what I have to offer. Um, subscribe yourself for my uh, inspiration boost because there I'm I'm going to share also about my masterclass. But I will also share when I have this visualization because it will it definitely helps if you can visualize it. You can do it. The first job I had when I started um, working in football, I used to be a volunteer at Euro 2000. I've talked about it in podcast one. You can listen to that if you want to. Um, and when I went to apply for the, at the Dutch FA, I had such a cool job interview. And at that moment, they said, don't call us, we will call you. And normally that's not a good thing. But I knew this was my job. And I knew... That I would get this job. I could already see myself doing that. I couldn't believe that they would not take me. Because it felt so good. And I could see myself in that job. I didn't even know what I had to do still. But I could just feel it. And I knew that once I would organize a FIFA World Cup. I didn't know when. I didn't know how. But I knew that one day I would organize that. I could envision myself doing it. And if you can dream it, you can do it. And what can help you here is, for example, to make vision boards and look at it every day. I have a vision board which is hanging at my toilet (laughs) and I look at it every day. And then sometimes you realize, oh, this one I done, this one is done, this one is done. Because you're like confronted with it. What you can also do is making make um, the background of your for your computer or for your te- telephone with your goal you want to achieve. Because then subconsciously you're like every day you're um, linked to your um, to your goal to what what you want to achieve. What can also help is to say manifesting mantras because your brain doesn't know the difference of what is real life and what is imagination. And think also about top athletes. They often use visualization as well. For example, when playing tennis or uh, football players taking a penalty. So the power of visualization is much bigger than, uh, than we often think. And I, I didn't know about all this until actually a couple of years ago. But I realized that I already did it earlier, like earlier in life, because I could always see myself doing certain things. I believed that it was possible. What I said, I didn't know how yet, but I believed it was possible and that I was going to find a way. And what helps there, and that's tip number five, is to take consistent action. Because consistency is key. Commit to taking small steps every day that align with your goals. Even the smallest progress adds up over time. And that's really one of the most important things if you want change. As I say, you're not becoming an overnight success. I read, I think I read a post recently. It's like you're becoming an overnight success in a couple of years or so. (laughs) Um, So take daily action. 
Because what do you think if you just spend, even if it's just five minutes a day on achieving your goal every day, where will you be in a month? Where will you be in a year? Where will you be in five years? And a lot of us are a little or a lot are impatient. And yes, it takes one to know one. I miss impatient herself. And also here, I would like to refer to the gym. Because you know, you, you, you cannot expect a six-pack after one training session. And we know, we all know that is the case. But why is it that we just expect overnight success on our dream job or after taking just one simple action? Keep taking those actions. See it as a test and you start becoming better at it. Um, I told you that I have my own platform in Dutch and um, it's called KICKS with K-I-C-K-E-S stands for Knowledge, Inspiration and Connection for Kick-Ass Ladies in Events and Sports. And E-S are also the first two letters of my name. Um, and when I started interviewing women in, uh, in the world of sports, I thought, you know, even if I just interview one woman a year, oh, sorry, one woman a month, I will have 12 interviews in a year. And if I do two a month, I will have 24, in a, 24 interviews in a year. And that's the thing. Because, yeah, if it's just one or two, yeah, it's not too much. But if it's like you're doing it every day, for example, I sometimes do podcasting challenges or going live on Instagram. And I say, I'm just going to do a challenge there. I do go live every day. Or I do a podcast challenge every day. I like a podcast, uh, record, sorry, to record a podcast every day. I did it in Dutch. And for example, when going live, when I did that on Instagram, and at first I was really, really scared. But what do you think happened after doing it 10, 10 days in a row? And what do you think that happened when I did it 30 days in a row? I wasn't scared to press that button. I didn't even know what I was going to tell. I thought I would just record. I will be live and I will just keep talking because you get better when doing it. And that really took five minutes a day. But it changed so much for me because I did it 30 days in a row. And when you do that, you keep on improving. Was it perfect? No, but it will never be perfect. I'm going to record a podcast about perfectionism as well because I used to be a perfectionist as well. But if you don't allow yourself to start, you will never get better. Tip number six, a very, very important one as well. To seek support. Surround yourself with a supportive network of like-minded individuals. Seek guidance from mentors or coaches who can help you stay accountable and provide you with valuable insights. Who see your blind spots And see your potential where you might not see or believe it yourself yet. For me, this is one of the most important ones. And you might say, yeah, Esther, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> But it is so important. For me, this is what made the biggest change. To look for mentors, trainers and coaches who could help me. This is such an important thing. First of all. It is important to surround yourself with other ambitious people if you have certain ambitions. Jim Rohn, who um, was a very famous uh, motivational speaker, he says, said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. 
And there are some, like people sometimes say it's not five people or, or it might be more. But think about it. If all your people around you, if all your friends, for example, are smoking, what do you think the chances are that you go smoke as well? But if they all do sports, what do you think the chances are that you also will do a certain sport? The thing is, if you want to change, change your environment. For me, one of the reasons um, I started working with mentors, etc., is also in, in programs as well, to be surrounded with like-minded people, like-minded ambitious people who also had big dreams, who also want to change the world. Because if you surround yourself with these people who think big, you don't have to keep to, to keep small because I'm in, in especially I'm from the Netherlands it's like just like normal you know don't don't be um uh I I would say don't be a unicorn <laughs> but just like normal because then it, that's already that's already strange enough but I have ambitions I have big ambitions so it's great to surround myself with people who have big ambitions as well and secondly as I said before Invest in yourself, in coaches, in mentors, in trainers. The best investment you can do is the one in yourself. And I say, I might be pre preaching to the choir, but for me, when I started investing in myself, things started to change for me, and not just a little bit. Because I thought I knew myself, and boy, I was wrong. I knew, of course, a part of me. But there's so much unconscious, subconscious, uh, on subconscious level, on an unconscious level um, that you don't know. 95% of our behavior is what we're not aware about. We're just doing it on the automatic pilot. And you're not aware of it because you don't know about it. And if you want change, you're telling yourself so many stories. But if you want change, it's, the first step is to create awareness. That you're doing certain things. I always said to myself. I'm not creative. I've told that my whole life. And I started believing it. It was just a story I made up. When I was a young girl. I don't even know how it started. But I've told my whole life. I was not creative. When, when we had brainstorm sessions at work. I really freaked out. Because I didn't know anything. When I had to write at school, I had to write like uh, a thesis. If it was about a specific topic, it was not a not difficult. But if it was like I could write about everything, mm, really, I I I didn't know. I just didn't know what to do. And I I once had a training with uh, Tony Robbins. You might know him, and we were challenged to change that, to change one of your the stories which you've been telling yourself. And I had to change it. It's like, I'm creative. No, no, it didn't feel right. And then the person I was doing the exercise with, he said, why don't you make it? I'm a creator. Like, yeah, that sounds good. Because I actually was creating. I was good with words. I was good with solutions. But I, by, but I didn't realize, I didn't see that as creative. And then he said, I'm a creator. It's like, yeah, I'm a creator. And I started my own platform, Kick-Ass, a couple of months later. And now I have so much creativity <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> I don't, don't, need, don't find the time to, <laughs> to record all my podcasts, to write all my posts. <laughs> um, because creativity keeps on flowing. 
I just get these downloads and it's just information is coming to me because I give it permission. I open that door, the creative door. And I realized that it was just a story. So my own trainings and masterclasses are mainly about mindset because that is where the, the biggest change is. Because I can teach you so many hard skills, but if you don't believe in yourself or if you're not showing up, it won't work. I can give you as many hard skills as I can, but it won't work because you are your biggest barrier. You are your you are the one who's sabotaging yourself. And mentors and coaches, they can see your blind spots. They can see you bigger than you can see yourself. They can see me bigger than I can see myself. That's why I work with mentors and coaches. And that's the same with my clients. I see their potential way before they believe in it themselves. Another point if you look if you're seeking support to share your goals share your goals with your network and think about who can help you to achieve your goals and a lot of people are not sharing it because of the fear of failure i'm going to talk about that uh, in the next next advice but who can help you with achieving your goals the more people know, know that know about your goal the more people can help you with it. And I know it might be challenging sometimes to share it because of this risk of failure or so. But if they don't know about it, I still realize sometimes people don't know what I'm doing. And like, I'm pretty out there. <laughs> and it is so important to start sharing your roles. That's how I got my jobs in, in um, my, my projects, for example, in football business, the FIFA World Cup, I shared that I wanted to work there with somebody I used to work with. And he had this opportunity for me. I was actually lucky because I reached out to one person and, and he gave me this assignment for, at FIFA. So like what I say, don't make my mistake. I was pretty um, also reluctant. I, I got a lot of opportunities via my network. I think I could have made so much more about it if I would have shared my goals. So that's why I do it nowadays. And I'm going to talk about failure now, because that's tip number seven. A very important one as well. To be okay with failure, don't be afraid to fail. View the setbacks as learning experience and opportunities for growth. I don't use the word failure anymore because I always learn. You either win or you learn. And use those, what I say, not failures, but learnings to adjust your approach and keep moving forwards. A lot of us don't take the action because they want to succeed immediately or, or they, 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 um, yeah, they just want, yeah, they want immediate success or they're afraid of failure. And the thing is, nowadays, it's, it is, might be challenging because social media doesn't help there. We only see the successes from a lot of people. We don't see the other side. Like the, we only see the top of the iceberg, but we don't see what is below. All the sacrifice people make, the, the failures, etc., the hard work. The thing is, and I'm going to share this with you, and I hope that you take this from, from, from me 
and I have over 20 years of experience. And yes, I had a lot of successes, but I also had lots of failures, lots of learnings, I would say. Because success comes with failures. And it is about getting up once more than falling. I use this this, uh, example pretty often. When a child learns how to walk and it doesn't succeed immediately, do you think he just gives up and says, I'm just going to get crawling the rest of my life? No, of course not. He gets up and keeps trying, falls again, keeps trying, falls again, keeps trying. And we want to succeed immediately. A lot of us want to succeed immediately. We've tried it once. Oh, it doesn't work. We make so many assumptions. I'm going to record a podcast about that as well. (laughs) A lot of podcasts after this one. But in the end, it is about getting up once more than falling. And also see it as a test. How badly do you want something? Do you give up after trying once? You don't deserve it. Or do you keep on trying because you have a bigger goal? The thing is also, most of the time, it's not your successes that define you, but it is how you dealt with failures. I learned the most of my failures. Was I always happy with them? No, not at all. Did it also stop me in the past? Yes, it sometimes did. But the funny thing is that the jobs or products I took on, which weren't great decisions, They were so valuable for me because I knew from that moment on what I didn't want in the future. I knew which values I needed to look for. Because sometimes I took jobs where actually I knew, "Mm, I'm not 100% sure. But I took it, yeah, because I needed something. And sometimes it is the case eh, that you just need to make money. Um, But, you know, you have this gut feeling already, "Mm, not 100% sure. And you still go for it. And it turns out, mm-hmm, it's not the case. And that's why in my trainings, that's also one of the first exercises we do. What are your core values? What is important for you? Because it makes it easier to go for what you want. What also helps when you have a bad experience, when I say bad, it's not a bad experience, but like not the experience you hope to have, you also appreciate more what you might have had in the past, for example, or what you will get in the future. Because most of the time you take a lot of things for granted because you don't realize they're special. I had it, for example, I um, had my projects in the football business and it was very flexible. I got a lot of freedom and I was working hard. I was working more hours than I needed to do. But I I could at that time, and that's like uh, 20 years ago uh, already, I could sometimes work from home. They allowed me to do that because I knew I wouldn't uh, abuse that um, that option. And it's true, I did even more when I was working at home. And then I had another job, the next one. And I was actually in a moment, like I was at, at that time, I was moving houses. And there were a lot of deliveries in, you know, on on, on possible timings. And then I asked, okay, can I work for a couple of hours from home because there will be a delivery? No, that's not possible. And I was like, what? No, because if we allow you to work from home, we need to allow everybody. There was no flexibility at all. And then I realized how 
um, important that part was for me. But also, okay, I don't want to work for a company that doesn't have this flexibility. Because if you go and, and treat your empl- employees as school children, they're going to behave like school children. I got this freedom. I got this flexibility. And I didn't, uh, what I say, I didn't abuse it, but I even worked more. I, because I got this flexibility, I was also there sometimes. My manager sometimes needed me in the weekends, and I was okay with that because they were flexible. So that is important for you. Freedom is one of my <laughs> core values. You can imagine that with my lifestyle. Um, but this is an important one. And this is something, you know, when I, I'm not going for too many projects nowadays anymore. But that was also something when I started working on a project where I test tested that, where I checked that, because for me it's important, but then they also get the best version of me. A lot of people are afraid of failure because of what other people will think of you. First of all, you can be proud of yourself if you go for something, even if it doesn't work out the way you want, because you learn something and you might do it differently next time, but only by doing it you can experience what you want to change. Secondly, you're not in the center of people's attention. So don't make a big fuss about it. Everybody's too too focused on, on him or herself. So don't worry too much. And anyway, look at how you look at somebody else trying something. In which way are you looking if it's not going the way it's maybe like it's it's not a success at first? Are you judgmental? Most of the time, then you're also judgmental for yourself. But if you say, wow, that's pretty cool. If you're supporting uh, supporting the person and cheering for him or her, most of the time, you can do that. You do that for yourself as well. So that's also one advice I want to give you. Cheer for yourself as if you are your own best friend. Because we are most of the time so much stricter for ourselves, so much less friendly for ourselves than we are for others. And look at yourself with compassion if you try something. And maybe it doesn't succeed at first. But what would you say to your friend if he or she would do that? What? And say the same to yourself. It will make a, a, a big change. A big difference, I mean. <laughs> and the next tip is also linked to that. Practice self-care. And that's also be compassionate for yourself and take care of your well-being. It is important to prioritize self-care activities that nourish your mind, body and spirit. Because if you're healthy and balanced, it will help your journey towards success. And I know because it's always my, that's also one of my challenges because sometimes I'm done working too much. And especially with these events, but I like it, and I know that's temporary. That's okay. But also, when you have your own, uh, when I have now my own company, I like working as well. I like, for example, recording podcasts. And when I walk outside, I have so much inspiration, as I told you. So I tend to work a lot. But the thing is, it is important to have this balance. And when I realize that my what I'm doing now is not a sprint; it's a marathon. And I cannot do a marathon if I'm always working. My body needs to rest. My body needs to relax as well. And the, the challenge is there is always work. Uh, there will never be no work. 
So therefore, it's important that I keep taking care of myself. Because otherwise, it will not work. I cannot sprint the marathon. I have to do that step by step. And therefore, it's very important to really prioritize self-care. Also, for my own mental health, for your mental health. I got a message from a young, very ambitious lady who has been doing my masterclasses. And she said, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm struggling. We what we see on social media. And so are a lot of young people. I'm actually happy that I didn't grow up with social media when I was a student, for example. Because you're like seeing only the top of the iceberg. And what happens is that we become impatient. And mostly that is because we see a lot of unrealistic things. Because that is what I realized. You never see the complete picture. Everybody, really everybody, has his or her struggles. And sometimes the ones with the biggest successes might have the biggest challenges with their mental health. You see that with a lot of artists, for example. So don't go crazy by what you see online. And the only one you should compare yourself to is you. Your mission is to become better today than you were yesterday. That's the only thing. Some people might go, might seem to go a lot faster. Maybe in career, maybe in private life, maybe in other things. If you keep comparing yourself, I can guarantee you, you will be very unhappy. But if you just compare yourself to the version you were yesterday, that's the only actual comparison you should take. Which will make you happy. And even there, you can be like, <laughs> I'm not always a better version than I was yesterday. But in the end, if you keep on taking these little steps, and sometimes it's a step backwards, but then you take a couple of steps forward again, you will grow. And the last one, which is linked to this one, is to start behaving as the person who already achieved the goals. Act as if you already achieved your goals. Consider how you would behave, how you would show up. And how you would make decisions as that successful version of yourself. And let this mindset guide your actions and your choices. Because in the end, it's not about achieving the goals. Yes, it's great to achieve them. It's great to be organizing a World Cup, for example, that was for me. I am so happy. I'm, I'm, every time when I'm walking around at such a tournament, I'm really, really happy. But the bigger accomplishment is the person you have become to achieve these goals. How are you showing up now? Which standard did you reach? Because reaching this goal might give you a certain amount of confidence that you can do that, that you can achieve that. And that will help you reach other goals. So the question is not, what is it that you need to do? What kind of actions do you need to take? Yes, of course, you need to take some actions. But more importantly is, who do you need to be in order to achieve those goals? When I started my personal development path, I changed. And therefore, the way I showed up changed. I showed up, yeah, changed. I realized where I was sabotaging myself, where I was telling myself old stories that weren't true. 
Just because I already believed these stories for 30 or even 40 years. And when I started to change these stories, my whole life changed. And mentors and coaches can help you seeing your blind spots. You cannot do it yourself. As one of my mentors always says, you cannot be inside a jar and try to watch the label on the outside. So how do you need to show up to achieve your goals? Is there something in this podcast that makes you think? Maybe you want to share something with me. What are you doing over and over again? And where are you still sabotaging yourself? You can always send me a DM to share your biggest takeaway from this podcast. And if you want to know more about my family leadership program, where we dive deep into this topic, because it is in the end it is about who do you need to be in order to be this family leader. And not what do you need to do. Yes, of course you need to take actions. But it is on the it's an inside an inside game. And that's what I do in my family leadership program. So if you know want to if you want to know more about it, just send me a DM on LinkedIn or Instagram and I will put my details in the show notes. Thanks a lot for listening to this long podcast and uh, till the next one.